0: Welcome to the Wesley Word. We looked at the first week, um, like ways to sort of find joy, even in the midst of adversity. And we looked at um, Paul talking about um, sort of finding the silver lining, um, looking at um, asking God, God, how can you wring the good out of this adversity? How can you help me find the opportunity that is there? We also looked at things um, like when you're in conflict, finding not necessarily joy in conflict, but how to not let conflict <laughs> suck, suck life out of you, right? Is to sort of lean in, even in the midst of conflict, and have those tough conversations um, and not other dehumanize the other person. Um, we talked about um, last week what it means to find joy by allowing yourself and reminding yourself that you're enough, that God accepts you, that God loves you, right? No matter what you've done, God loves you. Um, and that was a big deal. Remember the argument between um, the called the circumcision party and the libertines, right? Um, the folks that were super hard fundamentalists, I like get follow all these rules in order for God to accept you. But Paul's like, no, no, God loves you, right? God loves you. And then we talked about the other side, which is like living all willy-nilly and nothing matters. But Paul's saying there's also a lot of joy to be found in living on purpose and sort of finding what it is that God is calling you to be um, and living a life of a disciple and, and chasing and following after God. Um, not just, you know, sort of getting your fire insurance card, you're not going to hell, you're good to go. But instead, you know, it doesn't mean to actually seek after God and to follow God and finding joy in that. Today we're going to wrap up. Looking at the last little um, bit. Again, it's only four chapters. You can read the whole book, the whole letter in about 10 minutes if you want to sit down and do that. And in chapter four, Paul is sort of wrapping it all up. And remember, he's writing to this community. This is a community that while he was in prison, since... Epaphroditus, Epaph- Epaphroditus. He's a new name, right? Biggie, right? Biggie got sent. Oh, okay, he's that name. Even- oh, but anyway, all right. They sent him out. They sent Paul with gifts. They sent Paul with money because back then, right? We didn't have um, really public or private prisons. Like they maybe feed you a little bit of food, um, but you're sort of counting on your people to take care of you. And so the Philippian church sent Epaphroditus about a six-week journey to go and to bring food, to bring supplies, to bring money for Paul to be okay in prison um that dude almost died right and then had a six-week journey back but paul sends this letter back thanking the philippian church thank you for taking care of me thank you for sending this and so he sort of wraps up in chapter four writing about gratitude you look at 10 through 20 it's sort of explaining how thankful he is for the philippian church and what they did and took care of him in the midst of his his um imprisonment which he's still there right And so the sort of the last lesson that we get from Paul to think about what it means to sort of find joy even in the midst of adversity sounds simple, but it's very powerful. And it's about looking to gratitude. Finding gratitude in your life helps find joy even in the midst of adversity. Even when Paul's sitting in prison, he found enough to go and to be and to show gratitude, right? Um, And gratitude is important. It can be like a life-changing thing, right? Uh, And we're around gracious people. We're around people that express gratitude all the time we like those people a lot better than we like all crusty curmudgeons, right? Right, everyone in your life, they're like, everything is down, like, you know, they're just, you know, not going through a season of downtime, but just aren't thankful for anything. Um, maybe they take you for granted if in relationships, right, and there's just never a pleasant thing, never a thank you that comes out of their mouth, you feel taken for granted, and sometimes those kind of suck and drain on you, right? Um, whereas someone that's always like, thank you for being here, thank you so much for doing that for me, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, those people like, fill you up, right? Anybody know Miss Nancy at the church, American Conference Nancy, right? Um, but Nancy's Nancy, crazy podcast. But Nancy's crazy, right? Um, <laughs> but we love Miss Nancy, and one of the things I appreciate about Nancy is—I mean, she works like crazy. But every time on, like, she finishes a dinner for us or a breakfast or something, and she's always like, "See, thank you so much for letting me serve." I'm like, Nancy, you're like the best thing ever here. Like, you do all this stuff, but she just ex- approaches it with a spirit of gratitude, right? And it's just thankful, even for the opportunity to serve. Like, I can't get enough thank yous in. Like, this, we have this constant battle between who's going to get the most thank yous, right? Um, she always wins. But that's okay. All well, she did. She's crazy, but I love you, Nancy, right? Shit. I guess. But it's about being gracious, right? Having this gratitude um, as, a, as a discipline, as Paul talks about there. And I think part of the reason that he talks about gratitude and finding joy is because gratitude does shape and redefine our attitude, right? It, re- it shapes and redefines our perspective on life, right? Um, it's not about gratitude, but uh, I remember when I, I used to have a Honda Accord way back when. And then I went on a fall retreat and I barely made it back. And I was like, that's it. It's time to get something new. And I decided that I was going to get a Ford Explorer, right? So I started researching them, started looking at them. And I was getting a Ford Explorer. And do you know, for like that week, two weeks I was I was researching that, there were like so many more Ford Explorers on the road, I saw them every day, all the time, right? Um, Maybe you think about something that, maybe it's a car that you want or something else. Like when you focus your attention on something, you see it all the time, right? Gratitude is very much the same thing. When you focus on gratitude, when you think about what are the things that I have to be thankful for, you begin to focus more and more on a life of gratitude. Now there may be some difficult things, but you begin to find yourself being able to find um, words of thanks, words of gratitude, even in the midst of difficult times, right? How do we do that? We had this really cool um, deal that went out. with <clears throat> was our community awareness team, right? So, yeah, yep. Um, before the end of the semester, we still have boxes. I encourage you to take one if you don't have one. Um, think about what it means to keep a gratitude journal, right? And to spend time each and every day coming up with let's oh, say like five things that you're thankful for. Five things that you're thankful for. It could be as simple as have some great chicken and rice at. Wesley dinner tonight because it was incredible, it was incredible. I'm pretty proud of that, right? Uh, why cookies? Um, you know, I didn't fail that test, maybe I got an A on that test. You know, um, I have a warm place to sleep tonight, I was dry. Um, I'm thankful for my family, or I'm not thankful for my family, but I'm thankful for my friends that can be my family. What it looked like to find five things a day and to keep a gratitude journal, um, to allow yourself to to sort of shift your attitude to a place of gratitude because when we get to a place where we focus on gratitude more, and as Paul shows us, that's how he's able to rejoice, right? Man's sitting in prison, but he says, can you throw a verse eight up there? Keep your toes, Zach, keep your toes, yep. right? <laughs> Not quite memorized, but this is a famous line. Um, there we go, right? He's saying, so, so Paul is, right before this, he's saying, don't be anxious about anything, right? Anybody else read that sometimes and you're like, okay, that's great, but I'm still so anxious, right? <laughs> um yeah go back to like six or seven sorry i was cooking all day i forgot my bible so we rolling with it right um here it says don't worry about anything but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be be known to god right so don't worry about anything don't be anxious but everything prayer and supplication right so you give your prayer to god but then keep going yep yep Yep. and as you do that the peace of god which surpasses understanding will guard your heart right so you go to god in prayer and everything you may be anxious but go to god in prayer. And then it gets eight. eight clicker, right? There's that gratitude piece, right? He's like, you may be anxious. You go to God in prayer, but as you're praying for God, to God, as you're letting everything be known to God, also, also, even in the midst of adversity, focus on what's true. Focus on what's honorable. Focus on what's just and pure and pleasing. He's saying all the good stuff, right? Pull out your gratitude journal. Take a look around you. What is it that you have to be thankful for? And focus on that. Even in the midst of the hard time, even when relationships are falling apart, even when school is crashing down upon you, even like, oh my gosh, i am not going to get a job? Or I got fired from a job. Or my friends hate me now. What's the good that's there? What's pure? What's there that you can be grateful for? Focus on those things. We're going to work on life as well. But if you take the time to look around and to see what is it that I have to be grateful for, it begins to reshape your attitude. And even when you're in conflict, even when you're struggling and trying to figure out who you are, you begin to find joy even in the midst of adversity as you focus your life in on gratitude. Right? But it's not just gratitude for, like the things that we have as people of faith, right? It's also important, and Paul taught us in prayer, that we are thankful to God, right? That we give thanks to God. And before we give thanks to God, I was reading some research. Don't oh, forget this. Um, Someone maybe we in Europe. Right? We still count their research; it works, right? Um, but they were talking about how um, they did like a, a it was a study, but it was simple with like the gratitude journal, right? And they had folks um, that were dealing with some health issues. Um, like one was like, sort of your control, just doing nothing. And then the other people just simply kept the gratitude journal. And it said it was amazing the health benefits of folks that lived a life of gratitude. That took the time out to take a deep breath and to go and to, to move in, right? Um, I feel like I experienced that today. Quick side note. I was stressed, y'all. Real stressed. Why? Because I had to cook two meals. What's the big deal? No, no big deal, Right? Two meals, Speak tonight. Um, had some meetings I was gonna do. I'm doing a wedding tomorrow or rehearsal tomorrow and a wedding on Friday. And guess what it's doing tomorrow? It's raining, guess what the wedding is? Outdoors, right? It's gonna be cold, all this kind of stuff. And by ten o'clock, I was like <sighs> like I was having like you know, I had to like calm myself down and I was like, see just just breathe, right? All you gotta do is cook tonight. You get to speak, you get to spend time with people that you that you love and you know, and begin to like not let the anxiety and the stress take over, but to stop and think. I get to hang out with students for a living. I get to spend my day cooking, which I love. I get to hang out with people in the kitchen and do that. And as I begin to, like, let the stress go away, but talk about, again, focus on the good things in my own little gratitude journal, in my head, things begin to change. Think about your faith walk and your faith life with with God. Um, What would it look like to live a life of gratitude, even in your faith life? How often do you give thanks to God, right? Or how often do we just go to prayer when something goes down, right? My life is messed up right now. I need you. Right. But do we go daily and give God thanks for the things that God gives us every day? Right. Uh, I Uh to listen another pastor. And I talked about it before, especially um, when I was preaching the vine. Um, but the very essence of worship is simply saying, thank you. Thank you, God, for the breath in my lungs. Thank you, God, for creating me. Thank you, God, for training to be here. Right? What would it look like in your spiritual practice to let gratitude become a discipline in your life? You got five fingers, right? Everybody hold up my hand. Right. You left, you ready, whatever, right? Like what it would it look like for five times a day, right? You wake up in the morning. Most like, We all woke up today because I see you, right? Um, maybe you eat breakfast. Maybe you do lunch. You uh, put your hands up. Maybe you do dinner. And then you go to bed. What would it look like for five times a day to live a life of gratitude within your, your faith life, right? And nothing fancy, right? You could just simply wake up and pray these words. Thank you, God. You can have breakfast and simply pray, thank you, God have dinner, have lunch, and simply say, thank you, God. Dinner, thank you, God. Go to bed. Thank you, God, for another day. Now, as you go more and develop more your faith or get out that practice, maybe you go a little bit more, right? Um, you know, Thank you, God, for getting me up, setting me on my way. Um, but what would it look like to, to practice this over the next couple of weeks and try five times a day, right? It be a simple prayer of thank you. Um, thank you, God. A little breath prayer or to go deeper and to see as you focus on giving God thanks for the things in your life, as you maybe keep a, you know, there's plenty of these over here. You're welcome to grab one or keep one in your mind or write one down in your notes every day. And to keep a gratitude journal as well, to see how much your perspective change over the course of the next few weeks. You practice a daily discipline of giving God thanks for the things that God's done in your life. But also, even as a hard times, you can go back and look at this. Think, and you and begin to focus yourself on those Ford Explorers that are coming all the way around you, right? But give yourself over to gratitude and see how that might shift and see how joy might begin to, to bubble up. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Real quick. Um, yeah. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we love you, and we thank you, and we give you thanks for the things in our lives, uh, for the good things, for the big smiles, for the little smiles, and uh, I'm going to pause real quick. And I'm just going to allow us about 20 seconds of silence where we're just going to speak to you in our hearts and to rattle off one, two, three, four, five things that we can give you thanks for. But it may be a breath that fills our lungs, maybe something big that's happened, it could just be another opportunity to spend a day in your creation. And God, within our hearts, we spend this time to give thanks to you. The Wesley Word is a production of the Clemson Wesley Foundation. For more information about Clemson Wesley, check out our website or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, get out there and love your neighbor.